Welcome to Podcast Sound Advice, the place for up-to-date podcast tactics and trends. You'll find actionable strategies to help you grow your audience, expand your influence, and monetize your content. Join Phyllis and Kelvin for Podcast Sound Advice, starting now. Hi, welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast. This is Phyllis, and joining me today, well, Kelvin's here with me. Hey, how you doing? And joining us is um, one of our clients and a good friend, Sandra Scaiano. Let me tell you, well, hey, Sandra, thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm so happy to be here. We've tried to set this up for a little bit, so it's great that we were able to do it today. Let me just tell everybody a little bit about you for for the people that don't know you yet. Sandra is a wife, a mom, and a business owner, and before she set up shop for herself, she had a life in corporate PR and marketing for 20-plus years, where she created strategies and brands in fashion, finance, consumer products, and more. She has a couple of great episodes where she talks about that, actually, which is very cool. Um, Sandra takes the same big-picture approach with her current clients. And one of the things that's great about Sandra, you have a unique ability, Sandra, to see sort of the big picture from the marketing and messaging perspective. And Sandra also has the tech skills to make those big picture visions come to life and websites and memberships and so forth. Being able to do both of those things as well as you do, which is really, really well, it's one of the reasons that your clients see such great results and why people love working with you. Now, she started her podcast, and it's called The Long Game, and we'll let you explain a little bit about that title here in a second, but it suits her perfectly. She just celebrated (laughs) her one-year publishing anniversary in May. Yay, Sandra, for Mm -hmm. hitting that one-year mark, and she's still going strong, obviously. She just released episode 66, and when this interview goes live, she'll probably be around 68 or 69 and still moving, which is great. We love working with you, Sandra. We have a lot to talk about. So let's start really quick. First thing, let's talk about why you decided to podcast and why did you decide to go with the long game? Hi, thank you for having me again. It's great to be here. Um, So, you know, podcasting for me, it just, I, I had been in my business for a long time at that point. It was over 10 years. And, you know, I really, I wanted some way to express myself. And it wasn't at that point just social media. I wasn't ready for the video piece. There's a lot of moving parts in my business and a lot of time and I wasn't ready for that. And I love speaking. I'm a natural, like I will talk with you. And I was like, this is it for me. I'm really going to try this. And like, you know, for me, it's like, once you have that idea, I went from zero to 60. Like <laughs> it was a matter of like yeah. two or three months and my podcast was launched and live once I knew, you know, I, I brainstormed the ideas and, um, you know, made that happen. And the long game came about because that's really my philosophy on business. You know, you got to show up, you got to do the work. I work with a lot of clients who, you know, there's different voices and people are like, try this, do that. And it's the quick way. And there are no quick fixes for long-term success. Like every time someone has quote, I'm doing air quotes, made it, you know, they have been doing this for 15 years (laughs) and, you know, it seems like an overnight success. Right. And yeah, there are some hits, viral hits and things like that, that happen with social media, but it, it takes time. And I, work with my clients under the guise of that notion that, you know, we aren't quick fixing it. We are building foundations in your business that you're going to build upon. So I'm really about 
getting the foundation right, and then you're going to build because that's going to allow you to scale and not have to like go back and fix them. Right. Perfect. Yeah. And you help people really start at that point, right? With that whole scale and growth in mind. Yeah. Which is one of the- Yeah. I mean, my clients come to me at different points. You know, I work with mostly female entrepreneurs. I say female entrepreneurs and a couple of cool guys. Um, And um, we, you know, they're at different stages. Some people are- you know, already established in their business, but they haven't really moved online yet. So we help to transition them online. You know, what I do really helps to imagine their next phase of business. And I also have a lot of people who are on their second act, you know, they are leaving their corporate world experience and they are, you know, ready to do that next piece, that passion play for themselves. But, you know, there's a lot that goes into business building and um, they don't know all those ropes, even though they may have been a, you know, vice president X, Y, and Z in their business. Like all of this other stuff in digital businesses and online is really new to them. And so I work with a lot of people on that transition and to get them going. Yeah, that's great. I agree. Now, I'm curious, though, as you jumped into this and you did, you kind of had the idea and the inspiration and then you took quick action and got rolling. What has surprised you about podcasting? Hmm. Well, I mean, it's really, it is that commitment. You've got to make a commitment. I mean, it's like everything else. It looks so glamorous and glossy and you're you're consuming other people's stuff. And and not that it was so much of a surprise, but like when you're in it, I mean, there are times where you've got to like force yourself to do it. And then there's times where you're really, you know, on a roll and it's flowing and you're like, "Oh, I got four episodes and, you know, I'm I'm stacked." And then I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I've got to get this done." And I'm working up against a deadline, but it really is that consistency piece. I think, you know, until you really are in creating consistent content, you Mm -hmm. know, that, that is another level that you go to, you know, and I realize, like, sometimes I'm in it as well. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I said what I wanted to say. And then I go back and listen like a little while later. And I'm like, that was, that was good. I liked that. That actually was okay. Yeah. Good. (laughs) I think a lot of people can relate to what you said, no matter what kind of consistent content you're creating, right? There's, there's a little bit of that process piece to it, right? That you have to uh, just get comfortable with into your workflow, whatever that is for you. And I will have to, I I, I do want to say that like, I did set this up at a time in my business and in a way so that I could do it consistently. You know, I do have, you know, I work with my, my time is really kept with clients. So I have um, your team who edits, my VA who helps and sets things up. Like I would not have been able to take it on without building a team to help me do that at this juncture because, uh, you know, it is a lot to get those ideas out. I mean, you really don't realize if you're doing a solo episode for a half an hour, let's say, like, that's a lot of writing. <laughs> that's a lot of thoughts. Like you will be surprised how quick you can run through one page of a Word doc, right? right. When you're speaking it. Right. So I really, you know, I work on my content and that was kind of my goal with this yeah. is to, to be able to have this as an outlet for myself and to express myself and then to have a team help me to have it come to life. So the hardest thing about it would, would be creating content that you can put together from week to week to week to week. You would say that's it the hardest tough. thing. I mean, you have to have a vision, right? You've got to have a vision for what you want to say. You have to have a vision 
for why you're doing it. And how often um, you're going to say it. You know what right, I mean? Exactly. If you're going to say it every week, that's hours of work you have to put in every week to, to put that together. So totally get that. Totally. And I think too, it's like, for me, it was, who do I want to showcase as well? Like, so I do solo episodes right. and then also interviews. So it's right. a mix. I'm about 70, 30, 70% solo episodes, 30% interviews. And that's been really fun as well to expand on my own viewpoint with other people and bring that in. And, and I think, you know, you, you do have to have an opinion, a viewpoint on, on, to have a podcast, you know, and, and to make it interesting and have an audience that you develop from it. Yeah, agree. I think some of the best podcasts and, and yours is certainly in that category. You do have to have a point of view. And I know you know this from your marketing days, right? Like when you have a point of view and you share it the way that you do um, very unapologetically and Again, you're not controversial by any means, but there is going to be maybe, you know, a small percentage of people are going to be like, yeah, that's not my vibe. And that's okay, right? I know you tell your clients that too, right? Yeah. And I think it's also like, how do you want to approach things? So here's a perfect, for instance, that, you know, during, right after I launched, so I launched during COVID. So yeah. I was going to launch in March and then I ended up having to push back because I had some episodes recorded and they, I was like, that's kind of tone deaf to not mention what is happening, this global pandemic in right. the world to at least like change it a little bit right. and push back. Or we were all kind of seeing like what's happening in the world, right? We've yeah. never experienced that. So I pushed it back a little bit and then all of the Black Lives Matter items happened as well. And that's really important to me. And, but there was so much content out there at that time and how people were soaking in that content. I was listening to other people as well. And I felt like, you know, there were a lot of the same books being recommended and I, and, and that's all great. But I was like, I didn't read any of those books. So I don't want to recommend those books that everyone else is recommending. And I was like, what's my take on it? You know, like yeah. I really thought about it and I did a whole piece on the art that was inspired by the black lives movement, the posters, the, yeah. the different artists that were coming up and creating art and that like I just got goosebumps saying that to you because that inspires me like I love art and like that was my way to highlight my viewpoint of Black Lives Matter and bring people to the forefront black artists and different you know different modes of work and that is one point for me about all of this in having a viewpoint it's like you don't have to say the same thing and I feel like you know, it gave me something to kind of be like, oh, I want to go back and revisit that, you know, or mm -hmm. I was able to link, you know, if I'm able to turn people on to following these artists, like, that's great. That's helping get the message out. So it's those kind of pieces. Like, how do you want to even come to these world right. events that we're having? You know, how, what do you want to say about it? Well, yeah, because they all impact impacts us. I like your episode. You've done a couple of episodes, actually, about art and artists, and they're all really good. i certainly personally enjoy them because some of it is new to me. Some of the artists that you've talked about are new to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting connected with some new people and some stuff that I can check out, which is also great. Now, one of the other things that kind of hit the radar last year that I know you jumped into a little bit was Clubhouse. I know you did an episode about this as well. And you and I have talked about this offline. Obviously, it's also audio content. So I'm curious, 
how you feel about that and what your experience well, has been. First of all, for those people who don't know, what is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is an all audio platform. It it launched last year, but it really it launched in 2020 and then it was invite only and right. only for iOS devices, Apple devices. So there was this exclusivity and it really started in the music industry. So there was like a big music industry conversation kind of happening there. And then it started opening up and people were getting invites and sharing them. And I would say around like October, November type of thing, it kind of opened up into this other entrepreneurial marketing world. And there we were all talking about it and hopping on. I loved it. I got caught up in it, for, you know, in the beginning, I was like, Ooh, over Christmas break, I was like, mm-hmm, everybody, mm-hmm. mom is <laughs> off. I'm, I'm, I'm just listening with the headphones. In. Like, That's so great. What, you're talking to me. I'm, I've got my AirPods in. Um, <laughs> I couldn't get off of it. Um, so that was cool. And, and it was interesting because like, as a marketer, I was like, wow, I realized when I put up a post on Facebook that said something like, oh my gosh, I'm loving this. Everybody was like, what is that? Or tell me more. How do you get, you know, explaining. So I was like, all right, let me, let me take some early learnings and put it into an episode. Just also as a finger on the pulse, like, you know, there were people who were calling me to be like, I want to have that as part of, you know, what should I be doing to have that as part of my marketing plan type of thing? You know, that was really fun to kind of do an episode about that. And, you know, it goes to show too, like, Keywords like that was a very popular episode for me because it was, I forget the exact title, but it was like, you know, how to market yourself on Clubhouse or, you know, type of thing. Right. And people were looking for that key, they were searching that term. And so the episode came up and a lot of people downloaded it and, and were introduced to that, introduced to me through that episode. Yeah, that's fantastic. Are you still active in Clubhouse? Tell me how things are going. I was going to say, but I don't really spend a lot of time on it anymore because, well, actually it's funny because I did do recently a a follow-up little bit about Clubhouse. I hop on every now and then. Like, It's interesting. I think it could be a really successful part. They allow recording now, so you're able to record, but it's a live interaction type of piece. One person is presenting or multiple people are presenting and then you're listening to get out of that conversation. So. I was like, I don't have the time to be spending hours uh, a day on Clubhouse at this point. But I did revisit because they, as a organization, have really done some interesting marketing partnerships. So just recently, I talked about how they did a partnership uh, with the NFL and the NHL. And now it's interesting because Twitter with their with their audio component, right, they are doing almost the same type of partnership that Clubhouse did with uh, you know some of these organizations like the NFL and stuff like that. So that is really interesting because I, I brought that up again to kind of say like, as smaller businesses, we can't make those partnerships necessarily with the NFL, but like, what can we learn from it? You know, like right. they did some really cool things because it was all audio. They brought on, you know, the, the coaches and the players. And they also brought like what I thought was cool that we could learn from was like some of these ancillary people who could be in the conversation, you know, they're privy to the back end, they're on the field or this and that. And they really have a lot to add to the conversation. So, you know, in our world, we don't have to get the guru, we can get the person who works with the guru and and their viewpoint of the business because they're really involved in it. So it was just interesting. You can still learn from what these big guys are doing. And it's kind of kept me into clubhouse a little bit. 
Yeah. So thanks. I, I, I had no idea. So yeah. Oh yeah, they did well, a whole thing with like the NHL, and I'm, it's pretty I'm a PC cool guy, what they worked part out. Part of the reason, and I don't have an iPhone, that <laughs> may have something to do with it too. But it just opened up to Android this week, or yeah, the just past couple weeks, very recently. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with you there. A lot of people have reached out, or not? I wouldn't say a lot, but several people have asked us or asked me, you know, because it's audio content, and they know we, you know, obviously we do a lot with audio content, what we think about it, and. Like you, I think there's probably some really cool, interesting things that you can do, and I could see it being a cool place to show up maybe to support other work, right? So like if you have a book coming out and maybe you want to show up at Clubhouse so that people really can make a connection with you as an author, or maybe, again, special launches and things like that. Those are things that come to my mind right away. I'm sure there's a ton of other things, but you introduced Clubhouse to me, and I appreciated it, and I found it interesting and definitely something to keep an eye on, you know, and just kind mm-hmm. of pay attention to what's happening there and the kind of content that's being created. I think it is really good for people if you don't have right now the ability to maybe launch your own podcast or some other things, you know, it definitely is a good place to show up and just make some connections and just really understand, like, what are people in your industry talking about? What kinds of topics seem to be really popular? Um, If nothing else, you know, it's going to really help you just with that kind of stuff. It's a really good place to really just listen in, I think. Totally. And the ability to raise your hand and enter the conversation is cool because, you know, some of them are just too stacked. There are some rooms, you know, there's a thousand people in it, like it's tough, but you can go into smaller rooms and actually make a connection in that way. And so I think that's cool, you know, in, in terms of its longevity piece. Um, and now that, you know, you're able to record rooms, people are able to repurpose that and use it in different ways. I just saw too that the app headliner just came out with like a, they, they were just emailing this week about like repurpose your clubhouse recordings into audiograms and use it to promote on social, you know, but like, so it's now becoming part of that, you know? Yeah. And that's new. That's really new. So very, I haven't you, seen you guys a lot are hearing it here first. <laughs> that's right. Let me ask you this. If someone were thinking about getting into podcasting, what what's some advice that you would give them? I would say to people, well, number one, again, we talked about it. Have a viewpoint. Like, what, what do you want to say? What do you want to talk about? And you can let that evolve. I mean, you can start. I'm a big fan of marketing is malleable. Just like I always tell my clients, your website is malleable. Get it up and going. Your podcast is malleable too. And it can can adjust and change and grow with you. Absolutely. Exactly. So it's, you know, you don't have to be steadfast on talking about the same thing for five years if, you know, you can get started, but you do have to know what you want to talk about and be able to map that out and also be able to make the commitment. Like you were saying, you've got to choose, is it a week? Is it biweekly? Is it a monthly type of thing? Because you do want to have that consistency in it as well. And I will say that take the self-judgment away, you know, like, all right, we all know our voice. And um, I actually did an episode with a voice, uh, one of my clients who is a voice coach, people hate their voices, right? You know, and so we, we, we did a whole episode <laughs> yeah, on that. It's and, a great episode. But like, let that go, you know, yeah. let it, it's the same thing if you were doing video, you know, like, oh, I don't like the way I look like just let it go and get started. Yeah, I, um, I recommend people to test, but not test to the point where you don't get started. You're not going to be perfect in the beginning. You know what I mean? Get those recordings down. Get them on, I would say, tape, but that really dates me. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. I know what you mean. So so anyway, get it on digital somehow and, you know, get started. And you don't need the biggest investment of everything. You know, it is a light investment. And, you know, for me, it really enabled, I mean, I started, like I said, at COVID, my whole family was home. I have two kids and a husband that were all here and I would lock myself in the bedroom and I have a little foam stand around my microphone and I just started recording. And it's funny because people would say like, why aren't you recording video at the same time? And I was like, listen, I am not mad at that. I am happy with audio. There's a lot of a lot of things I can do with this. And if I had to do video, I wouldn't have done it. I would not have had 66 episodes if they were being recorded on video because I was showing up in my corner of my bedroom recording because my whole family was here and I was yelling at them to shut up the whole time. You know, like I was, you know, and I was like, so it really enabled me to move forward because it was a different medium and because of the medium. And I'm a big fan of like in my own personal life as well. Like I have been an early adopter of podcast listening for a long time. So it was something I was very familiar with. And, you know, I have a dog that I walk like once or twice a day and I'm, I'm in on audiobooks and podcasts and all of that. So I'm really able to absorb content that way. So for me, it was kind of like, hey, I'm out there too now um, on my own type of thing. Awesome. That's very helpful. So moving on to your podcast, let's talk about that for a little bit. For people who don't know you yet or haven't listened to your podcast yet, they should definitely check it out. So give this, can you give us what couple of episodes that you'd like to direct people to listen to that will help them get a sense of who you are and um, some great info at the same time? Sure. So you can find the podcast at thelonggamepodcast.net. And that'll bring you to my website where you can, you know, the audio is there, but you can also listen. Of course, it's on every device. Um, it's on every platform. That's right. uh, go find it. So there are a couple. So, you know, I work a lot with course creators and membership site creators. So, um, you know, one of my favorite episodes is episode 36. And I think it gives a really good sense of who I am and what I'm talking about. So if you're a course creator or you want to become one, um, that episode is called The Trifecta, Onboarding, Automations, and Segmenting. And it is filled with insight about taking your course you know, from good to great. And, you know, courses and memberships are really about experiences uh, for both the student and the course creator. And we often times leave ourselves out of that equation. So, you know, using these tactics and understanding how onboarding and automation and segmenting, like they can really help you and help the experience of your course on both ends. You know, yeah. if students aren't finding things like onboarding helps with that, how are you going to manage your whole business automations help you with that. And segmenting is really about relationships. How can you have specific conversations with your audience? So really understanding that um, is key. And I talk about it in this episode from a course perspective, but these are really valuable universal concepts for online business as a whole. I mean, you can use onboarding and automation and segmenting whether you have a course or not. Yeah. So that is one episode to check out. And there, it's actually part of a series of course, uh, if you want to have a course or membership, there's a number uh, before and after of that. And then one of my favorite episodes is the episode I did last week, um, episode 66. uh, The long game is happiness. You know, it's a short and sweet mini episode that I did this summer. And it's really to the point. I 
reference um, Robert Mack, who studies the relationship between happiness and success. And we often think that happiness is followed by success. I'll be happy when, right, I reach that goal. But Mack suggests that happiness is the ingredient to success. Happiness leads to success. So, you know, do you love what I do? You know, it starts there, right? And I just feel like Finding a way to be happy now is how you will become successful. So I love that ha- that premise of happy first because, you know, no matter what, you're left with happy. So yeah. I guess I've gotten better. I mean, I whipped that one out. <laughs> well, one I take. love it too. It was, it was, a, both of those episodes are good. I've heard them both. I enjoyed them both. And we will link to both of these in our show notes as well at thesoundadvicestrategies.com slash podcast. Find Sandra's podcast and all this will be there. I am going to, Sandra, go ahead and link to the episode about the with the voice coach, the voice expert. Kelly Burge. Because yeah. we hear that a lot, right, from our clients or potential clients that they don't like how they sound. So uh, she has a lot of great information and it's a fabulous episode as well. So before we leave, Go ahead and give us the website again to find your podcast. And also, I know that you're active on Pinterest and Instagram. So tell people how to find you there as well. Sure. Thelonggamepodcast.net is where you can find my podcast episodes and links to all of the major um, listening platforms on Pinterest, which I really has been great. I really have been using Pinterest in promotion of my podcast. And I am at um, Sandra Scaiano there. S-C-A-I-A-N-O. And on Instagram, I'm at Sandra Sky, S-C-A-I. And, um, you know, by the time this is out, I will, I've made a, you know, the other good thing about having a podcast, I'll end with this thought is my next step is to repurpose that podcast and start with video and start more on social with it. So I'll really be taking the the, the back stock of what I've created in these past 66 and plus episodes and start repurposing it now and taking myself to that next step. So, you know, if you join me on Instagram, um, I'm also Sandra Sciano on Facebook, you'll be able to see, you know, video as well as audio of what's going on. Awesome. Yeah. Well, people, as you can tell, Sandra has great energy and lots of enthusiasm. Her podcast <sighs> Listening to your podcast is very much the same. It's 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 awesome. <laughs> what I love, one of the things I love about Sandra, there's plenty, but is she's just she's the bubbly, effervescent like person that you think she is. Um, she comes across that way in her podcast, and that's exactly who she is, which is fantastic. So, thank you for joining us, yes. Kelvin. Do you have anything else? I do not, but thank you very much. You're a great guest. Yeah. We oh are- my gosh! Thank you guys for having me. And like, if. You know, you guys, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, you don't have to do it alone. I mean, you've got a team right here and you can really help to execute your ideas. So, you know, my love goes right back to you guys. Oh, well, thanks so much. That's our wrap for this episode. We hope you found today's sound advice helpful. Let us know what you think by leaving us a review. You can get more resources at podcastsoundadvice.com. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.